Taoyuan has gained a new friend in Japan, the city of Choshi in Chiba Prefecture. Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenchan signed the friendship agreement between the two cities on Monday in a ceremony attended by Taiwan's envoy to Japan. Zheng stated that Choshi City and Taoyuan's Guanying District share many similarities, such as the presence of lighthouses popular with tourists and the potential for wind farms. He said the agreement will allow the two cities to conduct deeper exchanges in a variety of fields. The pandemic is not stopping city-to-city exchanges. Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wenshan signs his name on a friendship agreement. His city, Taoyuan, and the city of Choshi in Japan's Chiba Prefecture are tightening their bond. Taiwan's representative to Japan, Frank Xie, was present at the ceremony via teleconference to witness the historic moment. Taoyuan's Guanyin District and Chiba's Choshi City have signed this friendship agreement. Choshi is in Chiba Prefecture, and it is a significant coastal city. Its Inubosaki Lighthouse is a top travel destination in Japan. Bai Shajia Lighthouse in Taoyuan's Guanyin District is very similar. Mayor Zhang explained that the start of Taoyuan's exchanges came about from the lighthouses in both places. Bai Shajia Lighthouse is located in Guanyin District in southern Taoyuan, and 2,000 kilometers away, in the easternmost point of the Kanto region, the Inubosaki Lighthouse stands in Choshi City facing the Pacific Ocean. The two localities have bonded over their lighthouse tourism exchanges. Guanyin District will become the window for exchanges with Choshi City. That can deepen the friendship between Taoyuan and Chiba. We're signing this agreement in a pandemic, but I trust that more exchanges will come after the pandemic. In 2019, Mayor Zheng Wenshan led a delegation of city officials to Choshi City. Since Taoyuan and Choshi share similar characteristics for wind energy development, the mayor took the opportunity to inspect wind farms in the area. He also voiced hope for further cooperation in the fishing industry and in cultural exchanges in baseball. He said he hoped that both cities could learn from each other in a variety of fields to build themselves up. Since Taoyuan was promoted to a special municipality eight years ago, I have signed more than 30 friendship and sister city agreements. The number of Japanese cities we have friendship agreements with continues to grow. Choshi is the seventh Japanese city to sign a friendship agreement with Taoyuan under Zheng's leadership. People-to-people exchanges have been thriving between Taiwan and Japan. And now, thanks to these exchanges between local governments, Taoyuan has become further proof of the growing friendship between the two countries. Taiwan reported 31,152 local COVID cases on Tuesday, up from just over 19,000 on Monday. There were also 60 COVID-related deaths, the lowest daily total over the past month and a half. CECC officials say that judging from the current infection and death curves, there is no indication that Taiwan will see another peak in the near future. They say there are no plans to downgrade the CECC from being a level one facility just yet. On the vaccines front, Moderna doses for children aged six months to five years could be available soon. The Moderna vaccines are expected to clear inspection on July 20th and be distributed to local governments the next day. Children are recommended to take two-dose course. Meanwhile, the government is still in talks to procure Pfizer vaccines for young children, which require three doses. No delivery date has yet been announced. Have you been out to eat recently? Those who are heading out for dinner want their restaurant to do everything to reduce COVID risk. Well, how about a robot waiter? 
The pandemic has exacerbated staffing shortages in the hospitality industry. Some restaurants have turned to robots to meet staff shortfalls and to also reduce the risk of COVID spreading. One restaurateur claimed the robot can pick up the work of five or six people. Blinking its big eyes, this cute robot trundles between the tables, delivering food and drink, and even singing happy birthday. Getting a birthday cake from a robot really made this customer's day. This AI waiter has been launched in a Linko restaurant in New Taipei. You can avoid contact with the staff. I think at least with regard to the robot here, so long as they disinfect it regularly, I feel quite relaxed about the infection risk. The pandemic is still spreading, but a robot like this is one way to reduce contact between staff and clientele. The robot waiter can help reduce the problem of staffing shortages. We had a vacancy come up in February, and right now almost nobody is sending us their resume. Most of our full-time staff started as part-time casual staff and developed here. We've had a full-time vacancy for over a year. There's absolutely nobody. There's deputy manager, restaurant manager. The shortage for that kind of role is really big. What this robot is doing for us is maybe resolving the limits of the working hours of the staff or reducing the contact between people because of the pandemic. There are actually more than 300 units already in use at more than 200 locations here in Taiwan. By the end of the year, we think there could be 500 in use. The shrinking population has created a demographic crunch, exacerbating the labor shortage. With the pandemic on top, hiring is tough for restaurants right now. Among those who have turned to robots are Courtyard by Marriott and Qingqing Weddings and Celebrations. With the pandemic slowing down, more and more people are turning to recreational boating and water sports. A yacht operator in Taiwan has built a range of recreational marinas across Taiwan. At one location in Bali District, New Taipei City, members can participate in sailboat and speedboat lessons. Let's take a look. Accompanied by a coach, he does a 180-degree turn on a speedboat. They pass by several Bali hotspots. Another group does sailing, kayaking, and stand-up paddleboarding. It's our very first time to experience the um, uh, shipping experience. Especially the test drive, I think it's really cool because um, you feel like really stable and you feel the weather is good. I think the Tansui Seafront over to the Jilong um, um, River is really nice because you can see the um, sunset. I think it's much easier than how, how I imagine. You know, the, the yak experience was fantastic. And uh, I imagine that you can um, party with your friends and being with your loved ones. I think it's really, really nice in summertime, especially enjoying this weather. You can get a private lesson with the coach here. This is an itinerary created by a Taiwanese yacht club. The owner has built different marinas across Taiwan at locations including Kaohsiung, Penghu, and Tainan. Most yacht clubs in Taiwan, uh, they pretty much rent a marina, and uh, the marina is built by local governments. So they start to run the clubs for their members. The service is very limited, only within the marina. However, for us, uh, Argo Yacht Clubs, we built our own marinas in different cities, so including Tainan, Penghu, Kaohsiung, 
And later, we will also expand our uh, marina coverage to uh, the central Taiwan and also uh, Taipei. And uh, we also built our own hotels, member resort, and villas. Due to the pandemic, more people are trying out water sports, which has also led to a new wave of business opportunities for yacht operators. As the epidemic is slowly easing and people are coexisting with COVID, we found that everyone wants to go out. Our most popular experience is sailing, because sailing depends on the wind, which can take you to different destinations. Aside from experiences, people can also take lessons to get international certifications. Canoeing and SUP are also very popular. With the pandemic slowing down, the boating industry hopes to welcome more locals and tourists to explore Taiwan. FTV News, Stephanie Yang and Li Yihan in New Taipei. Things are warming up for the local elections that will take place in just about four months. On Tuesday, the mayoral candidate for Taichung, Tsai Chi Tang, held a book launch that was attended by President Tsai Ing-wen. The president took the opportunity to endorse the mayoral candidate as a trustworthy leader for Taizong. During his time as a lawmaker and as deputy speaker, he helped secure a lot of funds and infrastructure for Taizong. In Tsai Chi Chung's family, the older they get, the better they look. The more you look at Tsai Chi Chung, the more you see his growth. The more experience he gathers, the more mature he is. He is a trustworthy person. Opinion polls always go up and down. Each campaign office conducts its own polls for its own elections. We go up or down by a range of about 10 percentage points. If other people want to calculate how big or small the losses or wins will be, it is their freedom to do so. I have nothing to say on that besides that I respect it. According to a recent print media poll, Taizong KMP's incumbent Lu Shouyin is in the lead with about 51% of support from the public. Tai Chi Chang is trailing behind with 22%, a difference of almost 30 percentage points. Despite the large margin, the DPP candidate says he'll pay the polls no mind. Instead, he'll work hard to let the public see that, as the president said, he is a trustworthy leader for the city. NTU Hospital on Tuesday held an unveiling ceremony for a painting donated by Guatemala. The painting was gifted to the institution as a way to say thanks for its assistance and cooperation in neonatal care. Since 2016, the hospital has been sending staff to Guatemala successfully bring down the country's neonatal death rate. Guatemalan Ambassador Willie Alberto Gomez Torado, NTU Hospital Vice Superintendent Wang Tingue, and NTU Children's Hospital Superintendent Huang Limin, among others, pulled down the curtain to reveal a painting donated to NTU Hospital by Guatemala. This is our natural bird. The artwork is titled The Celebration and commemorates the friendship between Taiwan and Guatemala. It is also a way to thank NTU Hospital for its work offering medical care to newborns in the Central American nation. Taiwan and National and NTU uh, Children's Hospital has been helping Guatemala since 2016 in uh, neonatal programs and children care programs. Uh, Taiwan has been helping us in developing and training experts and doctors in Guatemala. During a visit in 2016, Guatemala's First Lady was deeply impressed by NTU Hospital's medical services for women and children. That led to cooperation with the institution in hopes of lowering Guatemala's neonatal mortality rate. 
The neonatal mortality rate in Guatemala is rather high. The key is the first month of life of the child. Many children are born prematurely and require special care. Guatemala's medical services were not so developed on that front, so we launched a cooperation plan. They were very happy and thankful that NTU Children's Hospital sent people over there. The time they spent there is very tough. That's why Guatemala decided to donate this painting. Taiwan and Guatemala have been diplomatic allies for more than 60 years. The two sides have conducted medical exchanges and launched cooperation programs. And for three consecutive years, Taiwan has also been donating crutches, wheelchairs and other assistive devices to help its ally, Guatemala. Taipei Deputy Mayor Tsai Bing-kun is currently in hospital after collapsing during a dinner party on Monday night. Tsai suffered a hemorrhagic stroke. He was found to be bleeding on the right side of his brain with some degree of midline shift. He underwent surgery for one and a half hours on Monday and is currently in an induced coma. Doctors say the coming week will be crucial for his health. When he arrived at the hospital, he was not conscious and he had a high blood pressure. Tests showed that he was bleeding profusely on the right side of his brain and that his midline had shifted. He was sent for emergency surgery to clear out the blood clots and relieve intracranial pressure. An intracranial pressure monitoring device has been attached. For now, he will continue to be sedated to control his blood pressure, brain pressure and so on. This sedative treatment means that the patient is in a deep state of unconsciousness. Tai is 63 years old. The hospital and the city government have kept a low profile on his recent condition. It is unknown whether he had a history of high blood pressure, cholesterol, or blood sugar, or whether he was feeling stressed in recent days. Tai, whose background is in education, is a relatively recent newcomer to politics. He is often referred to as the most unpretentious figure in the Taipei city government. A doctor on Tuesday reminded those above 60 on signs to look out for should they suspect a stroke has occurred. He said those underlying with underlying conditions, including high blood pressure, should be especially attentive to these signs. Strokes involving blood clots are particularly dangerous, he said, adding that treatment within three hours of such a stroke is crucial. Taipei Deputy Mayor Tsai Bing-kun was rushed to emergency on Monday for a cerebral hemorrhage, which was later determined to be a hemorrhagic stroke. A doctor advises the public to look out for three indicators if they think a stroke has occurred. There are three things you can try to help determine whether you've had a stroke. Smile, raise your arms, and say hello. When you say hello following a suspected stroke, check if the articulation is clear. When smiling, check if the sides of the mouth are symmetrical. When raising your arms, see if one side feels weak or if you are unable to lift one side. If any of these signs doesn't check out, consult a physician immediately. If you look at someone you think has had a stroke and their face looks asymmetrical, ask them to smile and put some force into it. See whether one side droops down. This is the first step, to observe their facial appearance. The second step is to look at their limbs. Ask them to raise their arms or raise their legs one at a time. When they raise their limbs, if they can't raise one side or if they feel weak on that side, this may be something to pay attention to. 
Hemorrhagic strokes occur in only about 20% of stroke patients, while an ischemic stroke, which is when a blood vessel is obstructed, occurs in more than 80% of patients. It occurs mostly in older people, roughly those aged 65 and up. People in this age category especially should look out for the signs of stroke. Those with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or high blood sugar levels, any of those conditions should watch out for strokes roughly after 50. Look out for any of those signs in yourself. The doctor said hemorrhagic strokes are particularly dangerous, requiring surgery and months of recovery. He advised those who suspect the occurrence of a stroke to consult a doctor immediately, as treatment within three hours of a stroke is crucial. A delivery platform claims that Tainan is the top spot for no-sugar drinks in Taiwan. That comes as a major surprise to the city's mayor. He says that the statistic can't be true, pointing to the Tainan's reputation as a full-sugar city. We took to the streets of Tainan to ask the public what they drink, and we even did a sneaky straw poll of workers at handshake and drink shops. How sweet do you like your drink? On a hot day, lots of us turn to a handshake and drink for relief. But how much sugar do you think people order in Tainan? Tainan is known as a full sugar city, and even Mayor Huang Weizhi is a full sugar mayor. But a survey by a delivery platform suggests that most Tainaners actually prefer low sugar or no sugar, anything but full sugar. Yeah, I usually get no sugar. I don't know why. I'm just not used to drinking sweet things. I don't get sugar that much. I usually get low sugar or no sugar. Can this be true? When we asked handshake and drink shops, they concurred. The idea of full sugar Tainan is a myth. The most common is low sugar and then no sugar. About 70% of our orders are no sugar. The delivery platform published its annual statistics on handshake and drinks. Shockingly, it claims the city where sugar is said to be in the air is the biggest market for no-sugar drinks. But Tainan's leader himself can't believe it. Tainan cuisine is sweeter than most. Now, if nobody eats or drinks sweet things, then where does it all go? I think the words are less honest than the body. People say they want no sugar, but actually they'll get a full sugar. Huang says the study is wrong. He drinks full sugar himself, he claims. He also pointed to Tainan's large sugar production industry and its many well-loved traditional sweet treats. The survey maker probably gets full sugar too, Huang laughed. It looks like Full Sugar City won't give up its title anytime soon.